You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science Manga and Anime Podcast. This is going to be the Dragon Ball Manga Reading Club and not joined by Luke Hollywood. The heck with Luke Hollywood. I am joined by my man Clay. What up, Clay? Hey, man. It's been hey. a while. It's yes, been, it has been. It's been a long while. I know that I was doing stuff in Marvel, but, you know, life got crazy. Abby got pregnant. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. I, I can't do this anymore. But the 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 schedule has opened up. And we are going to be talking about one of my favorite franchises anyway. So it's all great. Yeah, and it's funny because I ended up messaging you and saying we're going to do something i had said at one point we'll do an indie comics pod and then i thought wait a minute we'll do dragon ball i didn't even ask you if you ever read it or even cared about it i just said hey you want to do dragon ball and you're like yeah and then right as we got on today i said do you ever read dragon ball and you actually have been a fan of dragon ball more of the whole franchise and even the anime and stuff like that and i think that that's kind of a common deal when we go through this dragon ball a lot of people even when i ended up you know hearing about it and stuff like that it more started and centered on dragon ball z that comes after this so it's kind of cool to go back to the beginning way way back but that's what you said right you you've read bits of dragon ball but everything else you're kind of fully in right yeah yeah i've i've read bits and pieces of both dragon ball and dragon ball z but i've watched everything i've went back and i watched all of dragon ball i went back and watched all of dragon ball z and i'm on uh, I'm current with everything Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, that's why I need you as the expert. Yeah, without <laughs> even knowing it, I just kind of sensed it. I, I ended up where it's not Power Rangers, where I know where to go there, but I didn't know that the Dragon Ball is the deal as well. So that's awesome. So we're going to start out obviously with Chapter One, but before we get in, it was created by Akira Toriyama in 1984. The initial manga, written and illustrated by him, was serialized on Weekly Shonen Jump. And then it, it ended up, you know, taking off. It's been going on since all the iterations and things like that, where I think that the only confusion that people might have is where do you start? I mean, it seems obvious now that I'm doing this and all that you're like, oh, you start a Dragon Ball. But people do still get confused. I got a bit confused back in the day. But Dragon Ball originally inspired by the classical 16th century Chinese novel Journey to the West, which has one of the most influential novels ever. Uh, anything you read, you always end up having that thrown in with some sort of influence. It combines also elements of Hong Kong martial arts films. So that's cool, too, something that I always love. So we jump into this, and just before we get into it, it is available first chapter free on Shonen Jump app, the Manga Plus app, and even the Viz site. So you can go and find this chapter, at least the first three, you can find easily for free totally legit not you know going secret places or anything like that so you can go and read it there but it is tale one bloomers and the monkey king and you end up going in and the first thing i think people would you know look at and what are is the art and the art is good i mean it's really good i don't think it feels dated at that much at all very detailed that it might be one of those where it might be too good you know, oh, it's not as no, detailed now. Some of the things that I absolutely love about manga and anime is the fact that, like, these uh, artists can get so close comparatively to one another, whether it be manga, whether it be the anime or whatnot. And with this, it seemingly just looks exactly how I remember it, 
when I was watching it as a kid. So reading it, it felt very organic. I really love the dark colors whenever they need to be dark. I love how it's it's dated in the sense of like how it's kind of shaded. But other than that, I think it works very, very well. Uh, we talked about how it was a very quick read. It's a very quick 36 or 35 pages. It's, it's super, super fast. Yep. Yeah, it is. And, and everything is to set up in my mind. We talk about like nowadays and whatnot, you're going to get character work. You're going to get the world. It does that. But I think that more, it gives you the idea of Goku, our main character, that you just like him and he's fun and he's goofy and he's a little kid. Yeah. He has a monkey tail because he's monkey kid. But the idea of it is he's just a, Little kid who has been sheltered away from civilization, so he doesn't exactly know how things go. But it's all fun, and and the thing is, there are there's a little pee pee in here. There's a little wiener, if you will, uh, and also some pet. But it's it's pretty much all ages, and the humor in my mind, it's very much you know young kid humor. The idea of talking about you know peeing and you peed your pants and things like that that would make people giggle. But it is really setting up just fun i mean it is this chapter i think is very fun where you even start where he's chopping wood but he's chopping wood by throwing a giant piece of a tree up in the air and karate kick and chopping it to make it so that it falls <laughs> apart and i just like it he's like and even when he talks he has some little things like almost like a little kid the way a little kid talks at points but he says you know that takes care of oh chopping the wood uh i'm hungry and he goes in and this is one of the things when you go through it, like there are things being set up. It's not just a gag manga. It's not just there throwing in because as he goes into his house, you kind of get this quick little deal where and you go because he, he ends up talking to what ends up being one of the Dragon Balls. Yeah, he ends up calling the Dragon Ball grandpa. And that will come into effect a little bit more when, of course, one of our other characters is introduced, Bulma. But he's going in, he's like, hey, Grandpa, uh, I'm going to go uh, get me some grub. That's when we see Bulma. Uh, she is driving around. She has something in her hand, and she looks like it's some sort of tracker of some sorts. We learn that will be uh, named a dragon radar. But we see, and you said this when, uh, I don't know if you said it earlier before or before we were recording, but there is a whole bunch of panels on each page, and it really helps the progression of the book. It, it, it helps with, especially there's this one page where it kind of shows you how far down Goku is needing to jump. And it's just like these small little, uh, like onomatopoeias that he, when he's jumping on the branches, the whooshes, the shakes, and all of this, it really does make the book a little bit more animated, which I absolutely love. Uh, and it gives it a little bit more character. Um, this is when he is going fishing. And the one thing about Goku that is very apparent in the very first page is, of course, it's called the Monkey King. Uh, we see that Goku has a tail. And so he is using his tail to fish. And we see this giant fish, almost like uh, comedically <laughs> it's large. So big, yeah. It is comedically large. And he uh, pulls it up because he tied like some sort of what I would assume is kind of like fishing wire to the tail. And that is how he's uh, luring this fish. And then when it jumps up in the air, he jumps up. He's completely naked, you know, doing this kick to this fish. And he is able to just, like, kill it, basically. And he's dragging it along the side. He is trying to get to his house. And that is when we see Bulma in her car almost hit him. 
and he's getting all angry. He's like, oh, my gosh, it's a beast, because, of course, he's never seen a vehicle before. Uh, he later says that he has heard about them, but he's never seen it. So, of course, he wouldn't know what they look like. Um, and he he it's 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 so funny how. In here, we 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 don't know exactly what this world is about other than just this kid and how he's kind of crazy strong. And then you see him lift the car (laughs) above his head and he's just like, oh, my gosh, I'll save you because he hears, of course, Bulma screaming and he thinks that the, the, the car is some sort of monster that has eaten her. And she gets a gun out and she's like, you crazy kid, what are you doing to my vehicle? Start shooting at him. That actually threw me the first time. And, and with that, before we get the idea, like you said, the two things, it's funny because I was going to bring up and I forgot and I'm glad you did. You really do center on the tail right away. See, so that's the big thing. Oh, my God, he has a tail. So you go. And like you said, you said it earlier where this does translate well into the anime that you watch. And I think you nailed it right away when you even have an especially when he jumps off that cliff. It is more of a like you get the full scene. It, mm-hmm. it ends up where, so when you do this and he sees and he looks down, it's a big giant down. Then he jumps off. Then he grabs a branch. Then he swings. Then he flies. It does it so well, even with, you know, all of the sound effects and things like that in there that it, you can almost see it animated. And it does make it so when you're reading it, it is very cool. I don't know why he strips down nude. I was looking at that when you were talking. Like He ends up like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to do this. It would be one of the things to say, maybe he doesn't want to get his clothes wet in case but the idea that his tail's already sticking out and he uses his tail i'm like i don't know why we need him nude but there he is he's flying and he does end up and it's funny the way where he's you think he's gonna fish like oh my god he's gonna let his tail get bit but it's just the lorem in and then the, he karate kicks everything i mean everything gets karate kicked or chopped including the car but the car also gets thrown and like you said when you end up having boma get out and start shooting i'm like what is she doing? Like, she can see this as a, a living thing that's talking. And she's like, okay, I'm going to shoot you. You can clearly see that this is the child. And her initial thought was, I'm going to shoot him. I'm going to shoot him. <laughs> uh, but again, the setup of you said super strong, but also he gets shot and then says, oh, you thought you were going to hurt me with that owie. Again, like the idea of the super strong kid, but he's still just a little kid. And I love the trope of going after the car. As if it's a monster, it reminds me of when you have any sort of hokey time traveling deal and somebody comes to the future and they're yelling about horseless carriages and trying If you have a knight, the knight will always stab the deal right through the carburetor and you'll have it hiss. And so I I like that. I I really like that when he he goes to attack and does these things, he does have his staff, which is a huge thing for him as well. But you go over again because he ends up where he's trying to figure out what Bulma is, who Bulma is, as he has her kind of, you know, stick him up with his with his staff. She's got her hands up and stuff, but he's trying to figure out things because he doesn't know anything but just the things that are going on around it. She ends up, like, basically saying, like, because he is so, like, in awe of her and kind of, and she's like, oh, I'm a girl. Have you never seen a girl before? He's like, no, I've heard of them. Grandpa always talked about them, but I've never seen a girl. So you can tell how little Goku really is. And with, you know, him calling this like weird ball, which we will find out is a dragon ball grandpa. You're like, okay, well, how long has he been like by himself or whatnot? But he has been by himself for a while because you see him actually fending for himself, making wood, eating like 
catching fish on his own. So you know that he is capable of doing this stuff, but for how long? And here we like, she is like, well, he's overlooking her and like, okay, this is okay. You don't have a tail. You know, this is kind of weird, but okay, I'll go with it. And so, uh, he's basically telling her, well, why don't you come by my house? Uh, I can show you grandpa and I can, you know, maybe help you with whatever you're looking for. And when they go inside of Goku's house, she sees the four star Dragon Ball, who, of course, he calls grandpa. And she's like, oh, look, I have more. And he's like, oh, my gosh, you have grandpas, too. <laughs> like that. It's like I have grandpas. And I love when he when he goes in because he does say to her, well, grandpa told me to be nice to girls. That is her in to get everything going. Well, grandpa said to be nice to girls. Because when he goes in, I think it's so funny. That he walks up and I say, he's like, Grandpa, he's like whispering to the Dragon Ball, there's a female in the house. And then she's like, what? Oh, oh, I got some of those. And that's <laughs> where we find out that that's her quest. These are Dragon Balls. And I think that it's done a cool way because this was his grandpa's. It's sad, kind of. It was his last possession. This was something Grandpa had. So when Grandpa died, he didn't have anything left. So he ends up putting that on a little alder type deal. And talks to because he needs somebody to talk to, so he talks to the ball. It's not like he's insane, and then yeah. you know, yeah. it's that he ends up like this is how he talks. And people do this all the time. You have pictures or you know, mementos, and this is what he has to talk to his grandpa, which does set up a really cool play here because I love when he goes, You got grandpas too. He's all excited, and she gives him, and I'll let you do the whole you know, history or what's going on with the Dragon Balls. But what's going on here is cool because you set up where. Bomo wants to collect the Dragon Balls. At the beginning, Goku, he, he's not concerned with that. He's just going to help, but he needs that Dragon Ball. She kind of dupes him, and you get that kind of deal at the end. But yeah, he's just there for his grandpa Dragon Ball. We'll see what goes on. But she gives the whole spiel of what's happening here, and you go with that, because it is pretty cool and sets up a lot of stuff, and, and very similar to a ton of different things that would come after that. You know, the gotta catch them all type of you know, thing going on with that, like even like a Pokemon or all those would get later on. Yeah, the the Dragon Balls, there is a total of seven of them, and she is on a quest to gather them all because of their mystic power. And what that mystic power is, is when you gather them all and you chant or sing or say a certain phrase, it does summon this uh, mythical dragon. And the special thing about this dragon is that it grants you wishes. And the really big thing for Bulma, which does become a very big trope within uh, especially the uh, franchise of Dragon Ball, for sure, is that she is looking for the love of her life. She is looking for a boyfriend, um, not even a husband. She's just like, oh, I want a boyfriend. And I'm just like, ah, you don't even know if that's like gonna yeah, I know. a for sure thing all in all. But OK. It's kind of wholesome, though, because at first she <laughs> said she was going to get a lifetime supply of strawberries and then yes. goes, and then I thought I'd get a boyfriend. It's kind of funny. One of the funny things that I giggled again with the humor that I mean, I, I, I shouldn't laugh at humor like this. I'm a little too old to laugh at things where at first Goku thinks that these are actually the dragon's balls. He's like, oh, my God, the dragon <laughs> lost his and he doesn't go fully. But I'm like, all right, I'm in. And I laugh so much that made me giggle. And then, yeah, when she says the wish, but again, you don't have Goku at this point say, oh, my God, I'm going to get that to be this or I'm going to do that. He's just kind of hanging. He just likes there. There's a girl. He's probably still in awe of actually having a female. 
in the house and stuff like that. So she's doing most of the talking where he's just kind of, you know, there going with the flow until she says, I'm going to, you know, and starts to explain the different ones, the different seven balls, the different names saying that's what yours is here. Here, you give it to me. I'm going to take that. And he's like, no, no, no. This is the only grandpa I have left. And then she has to try to convince him <laughs> she's she's like oh you just want something in return you naughty boy <laughs> and like she starts to lift up her skirt and he's like i don't want to see your dirty old butt and it's so she, great it's so furious. oh yeah she is so mad and again this is where i don't know how bulma plays things in normal run i mean she seems to really be using her her wiles here i guess but she's talking to goku who is such a little kid that he and he reacts. I'm glad that he reacts like that. Like, I don't want to see your stinky butt, your dirty butt. And she gets mad. What? My butt is not dirty, whatnot. And then she realizes, yeah, he's not gonna go for that. And then the idea of your grandpa said to be nice to girls, right? That's it. He he has to help now almost because yeah, he did say that. And like, oh, your quest, and you get this whole deal of this quest. And it's funny as Boma goes on, as this first chapter goes. Even at the beginning, she goes, okay, let me see my tracker. Oh, I have to go more to the West. I got to go to the West. She even says it when they start to the West. It's kind of a funny thing with the journey to the West deal. Um, But she does convince him to go. Hey, let's go. We'll have your grandpa. He'll come with. She then kind of is so sus and you, you don't hate her. I, I genuinely didn't, didn't remember this when I was watching it back in the day, but reading it here, uh, she is a little sus. She's like, yeah. oh, what I what I won't mention is when the wishes are done, the Dragon Balls are actually scattered throughout the scattered world. Scattered throughout, yeah. And one of the things that I like going into this, like I said, even like the the Pokemon, everything that has a collection deal, I like that it's just seven. Yeah, it's going to take them a while. They're spread all over the world, whatnot. But it isn't like we have a thousand to go. That seems so like out there like no way are they seven seems right away attainable in the first chapter obviously it's going to take you don't realize how long or whatnot and how many things you're going to have to do to get them but seven i like because you could just okay seven go but yeah she says when we get these together and we get the dragon king the dragon god shen long and i make my wish then they just scatter again so he'll be screwed so she's really doing this Knowing, and I like the idea too of like, I want a cute boyfriend that I have. And you start to wonder what that's going to be about and whatnot. Uh, but then finally, and in this, we end up, we're talking with their names. They haven't even introduced themselves to each other yet. And we're almost at the end. So they do that. And he's like, I'm Goku, son, Goku. And she says, Oh, I'm Boma. And as they're going, they're going to start this quest. They're going to start tracking it. This might be the coolest thing. Even though it's so quick, she's like, Okay, I got to make another vehicle. And she ends up opening up this case and getting a capsule out and throws it down. And ba-boom, it pops into being a motorcycle. So cool. That's like something, again, that gets so neat. I've always I've always appreciated the capsule uh, technology that they've used in this show and manga and whatnot because it's so convenient. Like, you don't have to... You don't have to make something up that's, like, ridiculous. Of course, I mean, it's manga, so you can really do whatever you want. But because they've introduced it here, you can now use that little trope for almost anything that you need, which they will eventually do later on in the series. Which I think is cool. And where it's played out again, this is like world building. This is to show you. And it's funny because you get this, you know, out in the woods, out in the rural deal of Goku. And then you end up having 
lymphomas show up and i like the idea that you're seeing that this world obviously it's not our world it's this crazy fantasy thing we have i mean goku's in it but we're being introduced to things as goku is so she can even explain it and they explain it very quickly the idea i'm gonna make a, a deal I'm going to throw this capsule. What? What is that? Oh, my God. Is that? A, oh, no. You don't know what capsule technology is. And that's all you need to hear, that this is normal. They have capsules. You throw them down. Each one has a vehicle that you might need. I'm like, that. that's so cool. With that, also, I like when they get when they start riding the motorcycle. And Goku is so scared. He's ha- And he's grabbing things. But you don't see it. But she's like, what are you doing grabbing me there? And it, it makes me giggle. All this stuff just <laughs> makes me giggle. And as this is going on, you do end up, too, seeing you know, monkeys watching him go out and watch him go. And even earlier, you had that big fish that he was fishing, which is a shame. The fish is even thinking to itself, I'm going to get you, you monkey boy. I'm gonna... So it's cool that he has this connection, too, and everybody kind of knows him here. But you know, this is his journey starting. And to set up things and really to foreshadow a lot of things that you end up having here, you just have a simple deal where she doesn't realize that there's a lot of, you know, big hills and steep things where the motorcycle, she accidentally goes over a hill and, and goes airborne. And this Goku loves it. He's like, oh, my God, you, you made us fly. Oh, that's so awesome. That does play out in a couple more pages where yeah. he ends up doing. And I like that. It's all set up where even that little teeny bit, hey, they're in a hilly area, uh, plays out as, as you go. And I thought it was really cool. You need a pit stop here, though. Boma doesn't have quite the <laughs> large bladder. Right, and she's Man, like, oh, "We got to stop here." For a bathroom. Yeah, really, and and it's funny here because again, she's like, and I like the idea where she ended up. They jumped off this deal, went flying up in the air, landed, and then she realizes, "Oh no, I almost peed myself. I got to go pee," and stops and says to Goku again, "Hey, uh, I'm going to go over here. I I got to take a little break here." And he's trying to figure it out, and he realizes, "Oh, you got to pee." And it's funny because she doesn't want to say that, you know. In this, she's like a a proper girl at this point, even though she was flashing <laughs> panties earlier. But she's like, oh, uh, you mean you got a pizza? Oh, don't say that. She runs away. Again, this shows you how innocent Goku is. He has no idea anything about girls. And he's like, why doesn't she just pee here like everybody else would and whatnot? And she runs off. And all of a sudden, she screams. And you go from there because she screams. And he goes, oh, man, I hope a snake didn't bite your weenie. <laughs> she, he doesn't even know that much. right? And he wouldn't. He's, he's like you said, he's very, very innocent. And one thing that we didn't really, it was, it was a very small, quick panel. But even he, like, used the restroom right before he went fishing, like, over a ledge. And so, he, of course, he thinks, like, oh, this is how everybody goes to the restroom. And so, uh, he hears the screaming. And, you know, he's like, oh, what's wrong? He starts to run over there and we see this giant pterodactyl dinosaur thing. And this is another part of the series that I absolutely love. The anapomorphic deal of this series also, because sometimes they can just be like just monsters that are just crazy and destroying things. Or they can actually have life and actually like talk to people. And it does give you a large variety of who the antagonist will be of that chapter or the conflict or whatnot. So this anapomorphic uh, pterodactyl is like, like holding on to her. And he's like, well, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to want her, you're going to have to get through me. And he grabs her by the tail, uh, by his tail. And he like flies off. Yeah. And he even says at one point, it's funny too, because like you said, when it, it has that anapomorphic deal, you then get to have, 
what really lo- this pterodactyl is straight up bad. You know it immediately. I mean, the way he looks, but Goku has no idea because he yeah, doesn't yeah, that's know That's the part things. that I forgot. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh, this is, I'm friends with her. Now, with that, she's just screaming and she's trying to talk. She's like, uh, uh, uh. But she could just say, help me now. She ends up eventually. But he's like, oh, I, I'm friends with her. I'm going to take her over there. We, we got something to talk about. Goku is so innocent that he doesn't understand why. This pterodactyl has tied him to a tree. He goes, if they were friends, why did he tie me to this tree? As you end up going and the thing says to Bulma, oh, it has been a long time since I ate female flesh. This is going to be awesome. And then she finally yells, what are you waiting for? Rescue me, you idiot. The best thing about this is I think it's so it's so cute. Goku's tied to a tree, right? But he must think, okay, this is just part of the game or whatnot, because he gets out of these ropes easily. It's so easy. It's just his tail just pulls it, and then it just falls down. So he was letting himself be, and also how strong, he let himself be tied up and then just was standing there tied up even though he could get out. And he's like, I don't understand why this is going on. And then once she says, free me, boom, 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 out, tail using pretty cool. And to get to this, because now the pterodactyl is way up in the sky in the deal, the only thing that he can think of to fly is the idea of jumping the motorcycle. And even then when he goes, I'm like, you're not going to be able to jump high enough with that. But he goes to do it, and he, he ends up, and it's fun real quick, of how do I do this? Vroom, vroom, and vroom, it takes off. And he, you know how that is. He pops a wheelie. He ends up doing this. Legitimately, the first time I rode a moped, motor, I think it was a dirt bike, I ended up doing this and I ended up dislocating my shoulder the first time. And I actually did go over a hill and flew and flew off of it. Unfortunately, I'm not Goku. And yeah, I ended up landing on my shoulder. It was the worst. And everybody made fun of me. And I tried to pretend it didn't hurt. So I ended up and this. This is like I'm like 13 or 14. And I ended up like, oh, yeah, that's funny. Guys went home and I said to my mom, I got to go to the hospital. I am hurt. So I ended up doing that. But he ends up leaping in the air here. And then jumps off of the motor, uh, off of the motorcycle, the deal, and goes flying towards the pterodactyl using his staff that you see starts to get bigger at times and things like that. So you get that idea and even says, have a little Noyobo, I think is the pronunciation. If I'm wrong, I forgive me, but that is his magical staff. And that's a monkey king thing. Uh, but you go there because he ends up, I mean, he does kill the pterodactyl, correct? He, I mean, <laughs> he, he he cracks the like head piece of the of the pterodactyl and cracks that cracks it cracks its neck, and uh, the Nyobo is what they call it in Japan, but of course in the American uh, anime, the translation they do they do they wanted to make it a little easier, to, so they did call it a power pole. And okay, that, that's like, cool. Just the idea of it is pretty simple. Like he, because the the way the anime does it is he says power pull extend, and then it just okay. it gets bigger. So uh, this, I really like the very s- like simple how it is and how he just like slammed it onto his neck. They started to fall. Goku just gracefully just like, oh, okay, I'm on the ground. And he's <laughs> like, oh, well, uh, yeah. I guess I'll have to save Bulma now, and he just throws his pole into this like cliff wall and was able to like go through the sleeves of Bulma's shirt and like actually like save her. So cool. So cartoony, right? Very, very cartoony. Really cool. But the problem is she never had the chance to use the restroom. (laughs) So now she is 
going to the restroom in midair and she's like very very upset and he's like hey well at least you 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 got to go now you know yeah he's like oh this is awesome uh the funny thing is like you said power pole and you say extend and get that the funny play here is even a little opposite where he ends up saying have a little noel and it gets like it's kind of a cool <laughs> deal it, it actually is really neat yeah when she does this and again you end up where yeah i don't know if i needed to see the tinkle going down but it's funny i mean i'm telling you it's right there where she pees her pants and says what's so swell about peeing my pants the end that ends the chapter and i'm like <laughs> there's some funny things in here and it, it's it's kind of that you know lo- not i wouldn't even say logo it's juvenile humor but it fits because it's goku and it's really fun and again i think that a lot of people when they think of dragon ball you think of dragon ball z and you're thinking of you know a little more mature and a little more over the top action and things like that but i actually like this as we start and who knows i mean i know that it's a long ways away but if this would keep going and how we did it we'd obviously get into dragon ball z and things like that but that ends and it says remember your chinese fairy tales you don't not even the impish monkey king and his magic staff the noyobo oh well drop in next time and you'll learn so you go forward with that and then it says next i mean even that makes me giggle next my balls are missing made me giggle and even when you go through this deal you even have it's funny because a lot of times when you start reading manga and i hope that a lot of people are starting with these reading clubs things like that one of the things is getting used to going right to left so they end up at the top of each page or every other page you have you know the little deal of showing you the direction of the page which is fine but most of the people initially have problem panel to panel and i know that even like something like the Jiro Kawadu bat manga from the 60s what they did was number the panels so that yeah. you actually could go and uh you know i'm surprised that because way back in 84 i mean way way back in 1984 but yeah uh with that you kind of do got have to get used to it but it all flows in that you're here with me and luke has talked about it but even with you when you first start reading manga especially going from western comics it does take that little bit but it doesn't take that long. And I, I think that that's one of the things where people are always like, oh, I don't know how to read it. I don't know how to read it. But once you like it, it just kind of comes to you very quickly. And then you never think about it again. You just kind of go. And there's always going to be some confusion at points panel. But that happens in any comics, the way the panels are laid out. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I, I will admit there has been because usually I, I put my Sundays out to just do what I manga. Do. But sometimes I'll catch myself reading a comic on Sundays and I will read so much manga and then get into a comic and I end up accidentally going backwards. I'm like, hold on. That's that's not how the, none of this progression makes sense. Let me go back and read it the way it's supposed to. And and the way that I like, uh, especially starting out, that's why I actually like a lot of times digitally and and it's set up a lot of the manga coming out you know day and date deal it's digital on the shonen jump app and the manga plus app or whatnot i think it's easier through the app because you're you're made to at least page the right way i i get so mad because sometimes i go into the shonen jump like you said that i'm used to i'm reading on my tablet i'm reading all the dc stuff marvel and then i go to the tablet get to that first chapter or whatever the first page and i do go to swipe the wrong way and it gives you that page of telling you how to read i'm like Stop it, Shonen Jump. It's like it's shaming me, and I get so angry. I'm like, I know what I'm doing. I just made a mistake. But, yeah, I, I like it so much. And even with the deal where I read it on my iPad, this is just side stuff, but I read it on a chunky player. And the reason why I like that app is you can change the direction of how you read. 
So when I go to read, like if I have a digital trade or whatever, you know, I'll change the direction. So I actually have that natural right to left deal, even though when you go through it and you have stuff digitally and stuff like some of the players, you'll go the real way. But then that kind of screws me up. But overall, like I said, you get used to it. And yeah, it's just kind of it becomes second nature very quickly, even if you have to struggle at first. It's not as much of a struggle as people might think and i'm saying this in the experience of that was one of my big things one two things that are going to come up a lot you know i don't know how to read that's weird but also oh it's only black and white but once you get into these especially things like this or something you know like a dr stone even you just throw that out there the art is so good that you end up never really thinking about color and then you get a color page and it's like it's a goodie it makes you appreciate the color pages so much more whenever you get that that chapter art it's really really good it's so good and people like uh andrew and belfast i keep mentioning him in these first chapters he never read manga he ended up saying that he was listening to some of the things me and luke did and eventually thought oh i'll give it a try message me and ask me what he should do and i ended up telling him the same thing you go to Shonen Jump app, you know, you get the couple chapters free of each thing or go to Manga Plus and do the same and then eventually try to figure out what you want. And then if you want to subscribe, the Shonen Jump app is such a good deal. Two dollars for a month of just tons of stuff. He ended up to and people it's so fun to watch people just get obsessed with it, because once you it opens up that whole deal of like, I didn't know there was so much and so many cool things and stuff. So that's why. We ended up doing these because it really does. It's like your first manga is just a gateway drug to like the best things ever, really. (laughs) And so like everybody has that story of what's their first thing or what got them obsessed. It's funny with Andrew and Belfast, me and him both. It was Chainsaw Man where we just had to keep reading. But everybody has their own story about, you know, the idea of what got them into it and how obsessed you get because you really do get so obsessed. Also, it's just fun because the chapters a lot of times are just that bite-sized deal and you're like you feel like you're accomplishing things like oh my god i went through this and that it's so good but not a lot of wasted space and really good stories so with that i said we're not gonna end up rating these per se because you know we're just going through and trying to enjoy it but this is a really good first chapter it really sets up some things it's not as maybe complete as some of the modern stuff you know but you end up you get the the mission statement collect the seven dragon balls you get the really fun young goku and you get boma who has her motivations as well even if they are just to get a boyfriend everybody has their deal now goku's motivations are you know, let's see what goes on like right now he's just footloose and fancy free he's going to go into the world which is awesome and he's there with his grandpa dragon ball and that is he wants that fun so i really like it i really liked it a lot how about you yeah i i liked it a whole lot and as far as like the the manga that got everybody into it i'm still furiated over time paradox <laughs> ghost rider yes i, I will always be angry at that um but it's it's so good. And if anybody, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, I highly recommend checking out all the other podcasts that uh, Luke and and uh, Jim have done recently over all this time. It's been great. It's been fun listening to oh, you guys. We've been trying to do some crazy stuff. So you guys uh, throwing shade at my uh, cop and dolphin. Uh, yes, you know, love, your, your cop you know? and dolphin love. And it's funny because when you end up <laughs> saying about the Ghostwriter Paradox deal. That actually in the deal was such a 
darling for our little group of people in the Slack chat and things like that on the Patreon and stuff where we were so in and everybody seemed to love it. And then all of a sudden we find out that it's not even going to make it to, to 19. It's like you, you, you. Uh. 19. And we were like, what's going on? And we ended up finding out that people were upset because of the plagiarism. I remember we were losing our minds, getting so upset at that book going down. It could have been so good. We actually, it's funny, but by the time it, we it was announced, kids, we were talking how it was going to be a classic that is going to be the all time, and then it went down again. And this was the fun thing about it was because that was near the time I started as well. Yeah, and also. But we had other people who had been long time and they let and we just didn't understand it. But then, yeah, that's what's fun about it. It's fun to get in the groups like our Slack and the Patreon deal because of the idea of everybody has their favorite with shade at each other. I I ended up (laughs) at one point, if you had listened to our weekly show and things like that, like Witch Watch was one of my favorites. And I fell off of that. Oh, man, it has gone downhill. Everybody making fun of me for that. Then every (laughs) half the people liking Blue Box and we're making fun of that. And it's so fun. But yeah, that's what's cool about it, too, because you end up having so many varieties most of the time we deal mostly with shonen jump stuff so and then you realize oh my god there's other stuff what's this co-dance and it, it just gets bigger and bigger it's so cool and i love it so yeah it's awesome that me and you get to talk about this i'm glad that you're actually a huge fan and with that i said uh in one of the things that we were talking eventually we'll probably have some more these will be early access stuff on the patreon but if you end up Going forward, we get a couple more Patreons and things like that. What we'll do is maybe mix in some of the anime as well, especially since you have been big on the anime. So that will be kind of a cool like bonus thing for the Patreon, stuff like that as we go forward. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, thanks, Clay, for joining me. We'll be doing this coming out every Sunday from here on out. So I'm excited about that. See what goes very, on. Very, excited. Yeah, and so with that, Everybody go over to our Twitter at Weird Manga. Go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Weird Science Manga, and check out all those things, including early access to Manga Monday shows and also early access to all the reading clubs. This is awesome. Thank you for joining me, Clay. And everybody, we will see you next Sunday. You are all weirdos. Weird Science is the revolution. Weird Science is the revolution. Weird Science is the revolution.